with more game than Parker Brothers. This is Nerd Rage, The Great Debates. Coming at you live from our respective homes, this is Nerd Rage, The Great Debates, the podcast where every joke is a roll of a D20. I'm your host and moderator, Mark Abrigo. And tonight, we're here at, uh, at our own panel for Gen Con 21's virtual event. Now, uh, for the folks in the audience here watching us, and for, for those who might be listening to us for the first time on the internets here, uh, if you don't know what the show is, this is the podcast where we bring on some of the funniest comics, writers, podcasters, and occasional pro wrestlers to yell at each other over things that I swear to you totally, totally matter in the grand scheme of things. Uh, we've got uh, four teams here. Uh, each team is comprised of two of some of my favorite folks in the world. And uh, you know what? Let's just let's just go ahead and introduce them. Uh, Steven, are you going to be wearing that Boba Fett helmet? Seriously? I'll wear it whenever I feel like it. That's a very Han Solo <laughs> thing to say. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, if you haven't, uh, or for the folks here at, at Gen Con, if you want to check out the show and what we do, head over to nerdragepodcast.com for more. Uh, we've got a Patreon if you want to help keep the show going at komed.io. Again, that's komed.io. Uh, we have, we've got a ton of material. We've got four seasons worth of shows. We've released every week for like three or four years. Is that, mm. is that about right, Will? Some of the craziest uh, debates you guys will hear, whether it's stuff like, uh, I don't know, um, <laughs> one of my favorites was the first episode, uh, the Fast and the Furious versus the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is the best, uh, the better action-packed franchise. Uh, Stephen Koo was part of it, representing the Fast and the Furious, despite only having watched Tokyo Drift, which <laughs> but, uh, is, yeah, is, a, I, is... Yeah, I've only seen Tokyo Drift, but... In my defense, uh, for all of you Gen Conners, I do have the Fast and Furious board game. So I just want to say that I am um, probably more than a casual fan. Why do you have that, Stephen? Stephen, because I because I make drunk purchases and I was like, oh, I bet this will be fun. <laughs> it is fun. I would recommend it. I recommend if you like. Um, Tokyo Drift? <laughs> no, 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 there's no Tokyo Drift, but I'd say like you can you like you can like jump out of your car and jump onto someone else's car, which is what I did in the first turn. And then I didn't realize you're not allowed to jump back into your car. So I played the rest of the game without a car. <laughs> and only I just want to say that's a thing you can do in a Fast and Furious board game. I was going to say you can play the game without a car and jump into a board game without a car. And he plays the rest of it with, I assume, a bus pass. <laughs> Something like well, I Basically. tell you what, Stephen. Now that we've properly highlighted you, let's go ahead and introduce your team, shall we? Yeah, I would All love right. to. Well, you're up first, sir. All right, everybody, you're looking at him right now. He is the author of the Fast Fangs series, which is a, a wonderful movie franchise uh, <laughs> about a secret society of vampires. Uh, that we also delve into um, even more secret society of underground street racers. Yes, I wrote yes. that franchise. I wrote a full screenplay. You can find it on my Twitter of uh, Vampire Street Racing, inspired by Fast and Furious, but I haven't seen any movie other than Tokyo. <laughs> Thank you. So, yes, check that out. He's the author of the Fast Fang series, as well as the host of The Price is Steven every Wednesday night on Twitch, where um, he manages to con people that he knows into guessing how much he's paid for dumb, dumb stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 
<laughs> is, is the Fast and the Furious board game going to be part of the next episode, Stephen? No, but I think this outfit might be. I think oh, people should excellent. try and guess how much I spent on this <laughs> outfit. <laughs> well, uh, Stephen, great to have you here. Teaming up with you, however, is, uh, is a young man voted Tiger Magazine's Boy Next Door of 2001. He knows the Konami code of charm. Everybody give it up for Evan Atwood. Evan. Yay. What's up? I, I, I woke up this morning uh, feeling like I got hit by a truck, but that's okay because I take half damage on bludgeoning when <laughs> I nerd rage. Mm. Great. We got a good D&D reference already. We got like three of them so far. Thank you very much. Now, what we this like to do- This is full of metal dice. <laughs> What we like to do to give uh, teams a, a bit of that flair, that creative verve and vigor. Uh, you guys have, have come up with a team name, correct? Yes, we have. Yes. What do we got? I was very we there are, for it and definitely we, know what it is. He's saying that because I definitely came up with it entirely without his permission. We are the Certified Cutthroat Cuties. The, <laughs> Certified cutthroat cuties, Stephen and Evan. Now, if you haven't heard uh, Evan or Stephen before on the show, whether live or in person, they are fantastic. I'm looking forward to this pairing uh, a lot. And uh, not only are they cuties, but they're cutthroat cuties. And they've gotten the proper certification. This, this is fantastic. You, yep, you guys ready to go? It was, it was an hour and a half waiting at the DMV. <laughs> yeah, but it was easy. It was easy. Once you get it through. You, All right. Well, I tell you what, you. we're going to go ahead and introduce the uh, next team here who uh, you will actually be going up against in our first debate. Uh, this is going to be a surprise to them, I'm sure. But uh, the first member of the next team, she's one of the funniest people I know who I've shared many a writing room with, the wonderful and lovely and apparently pilot of the uh, Millennium Falcon. Give it up for Molly Sanchez. Molly. Hi. What's going Ooh. on, Molly? Oh, nothing much. Just, just chilling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, while they were talking, I was trying to brainstorm something smart, and it just could not do it. Well, could not do it, bud. Sometimes you can't. I'm glad you're here as well. We've got a bit of a veteran team situation, because speaking of sounding smart, and then your partner is a hilarious comedian and frontrunner uh, to star in Netflix's live adaptation of One Piece. Everybody give it up for Tiramari Jothi. Tiramari! Oh, man, I wish. Come on. <laughs> you already casted it. It's already disappointing. Yeah, I mean, I'm wearing a One Piece shirt, so I'm... Are you really? Yeah. When are you not wearing a One Piece shirt? That's true. I actually... Isn't all, are all shirts One Piece by definition? Shut up, Steven. <laughs> not that best. <laughs> hey... <laughs> Uh, Tiramari and Molly, you guys have teamed up on live shows many a time, and uh, this is probably the time to let everybody know that uh, these two are in fact uh, co-parents yep. to a young lady named Stephanie, uh, who is still just the absolute best. Uh, where is she right now? That's a funny story. So, so just to give some backstory, several several nerd rages ago, I think to win an argument, <laughs> Tiramari and I claimed to have a teenage daughter named Stephanie together. That's correct. Um, and we're very happy. We're very proud of her. Absolutely She's great, doing great. I could. Yeah. These not. guests will do anything to win a debate. And I'm we will. I we absolutely will. I could not be prouder of that tactic. And I couldn't be prouder of Stephanie. We Got couldn't it. be prouder. She's in college upstate. She's definitely there. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't even imagine being in college at her age during all of this stuff, you know, especially upstate. Yeah. Parenting lies. Don't believe a thing they say, Stephen. Oh. <laughs> Stephen, uh, when you're a parent, you'll get it. When you're a parent yeah. to an imaginary 
19 year old you'll get it you'll you'll look back and be like tira mari and molly were right well yeah. uh, molly and tira mari we uh you guys are going up against the certified cutthroat cuties in today's first debate what team name are we going with gotta do with the old standby tira molly tira molly just yes. combining your names to make a beautiful thing like stephanie exactly <laughs> absolutely uh well i tell you what um speaking of beautiful things we've got a We've got a great topic here that I thought, uh, you know, we, we actually did this at a pretty game heavy convention as well. Um, but this one did not get uh, did not get picked. So I would love to, to check this one out now. All right. Uh, for the folks who are fans of this particular game, I'm sorry, but this is just what somebody gave us. What is going to ruin a party faster, an acoustic guitar or Settlers of Catan? So uh, I, actually, I actually don't have much uh, experience with Settlers of Catan. I feel like it's Settlers of Catan, and I can tell. Oh, is it Catan? Is it, it's Catan? Sorry, I, I'm I'm but uh, a, a, a plebeian. Is that the you word? Filthy I'm casual. I am it's a filthy. pronounced plebeian. Plebeian, even. Well, <laughs> uh, you two are really winning the audience over already. Wow! I've never felt so attacked. Can't, but it's fine. Don't get it. can, you can just hear them. They're loving that. All right. Well, I tell you what. The host. Um, only because uh, I am assuming I will be emceeing Stephanie's wedding. Uh, Tirmari Molly, I tell you what. Why don't you tell me who you want to uh, or what you want to represent here? Settlers or an acoustic guitar? What's going to ruin a party faster? Um, we were on the phone with Stephanie the other day, and she was. I mean, you, you can tell what, what she said about what she really hates. Oh my God! I'll tell you what. Stephanie was at a party, and the theme was jungle. Uh, but uh, everybody came dressed. They came dressed in panties. And she said, I don't recall seeing any panties in the jungle, mom and dad. And we said, you know, Steph, you just got to play the game. Uh, but what she really said she wanted us to talk about tonight is uh, a scourge to young women everywhere. And that's acoustic guitars. Got it. Excellent. <laughs> All right, Evan, Stephen, that's going to leave you with Settlers. Uh, are you guys big fans of Settlers? Do you think you'll be able to argue? <laughs> I actually hate the game Settlers, but I think I'll be able to defend it. <laughs> I I actually love the game, so this is fine. Oh, great. This is going to be good. Oh, you, I'm, you I'm actually... It, I'll personally attack them. That's their cool. strategy. It's a it's a it's a it's a two front battle. I'm there. We go. Just to clarify, are we trying to say that Settlers of Catan ends a party faster, or that it doesn't? It that it does. Which is worse? Like which will which oh, will kill we'll, a party? We'll, we'll, we'll be great. Then okay. hey, we'll just switch roles. It's fine. Got it. Perfect. Okay. All yeah, right. I'll personally attack other people. I'm good at that. Good. I know how to do that. Oh, from the way you just said, I suspect that you're not. Well, I tell you what, let's let's go ahead and give you guys let's give you guys a minute or two to kind of come up with your points here. In the meantime, we're gonna go ahead and outline the rest of the show here. Uh here's oh, you know what? This one is fairly topical. We're talking about games and stuff like that. Um, let's see. It says who would who would help you uh escape from the clutches of your arch nemesis faster or better i should say uh steve from blues clues or dora from dora the explorer uh that's one that i'd like to do uh but we've also got a few here so folks in the chat let us know if uh that that's one that you like here's another one Uh, jesus christ 
between the Monopoly man, uh, I think his name is Rich Uncle Pennybags. Is that it? Are you serious? Um, I think so. Uh, between the Monopoly man and Colonel Mustard, of course, from the board game Clue, who would do better in a game of operation? Sure. God, we know some weird people. Uh, Tiramari pointing out that that is my kick username. Don't know what kick is. Thank you. Um, and this is a fairly simple one. Here's a fairly simple one, everybody. Dungeons versus dragons. What's the context? I don't know. But uh, the next one we are going to do uh, is going to be, let's see, Keanu and Nicolas Cage here. So let me write that down. And who's better at standing, if I recall? <laughs> In standoff versus Nick Cage. Or, sorry, Nick Cage versus... Uh, Keanu Reeves. Okay, I like that. It's actually like Nick Kage. Um, Kage, I believe. Kage. <laughs> yeah. All righty. So, um, I tell you what, just go ahead and, and throw it in the chat if you want. Uh, if you want to do Catan, oh, sorry, Catan, uh, Monopoly versus Colonel Mustard. If you just want to just write in Monopoly or Mustard, I don't know. Dungeons or Dragons. And the third choice is uh, essentially Blue's Clues versus Dora the Explorer. Uh, go ahead and throw in the chat what you'd like to see after we do our Nick Cage and Keanu Reeves battle. Uh, in the meantime, let's go ahead and ask, uh, let's see, Tiramari, uh, how are you feeling about this particular matchup you got coming up? I'm feeling great, but mainly because, uh, you know, I, I'm just grateful for every day that we get to, to be parents. Wow, it's a gift. Really, okay. It's a true gift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're really going to drive this one home. Okay. And Tiramari so, breastfed, too. A lot of people don't know that. I, yeah. He I wanted am, to, so I said, "Hun, you go for it. I'm a milky bastard. It's God gave you Lord. those big old, big old, big old titties for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what, Steph? Latch right on, baby girl. Huge naturals. Tim's right. Huge natural. I, I've always thought that about Tiramari is yeah. that he has heckin' bonchonkaros. <laughs> what was, oh my God, what was that noise? Was that you, Molly? That's a sneak attack. <laughs> that worked you out internet to Molly. Good job. Heckin' bonchonkaros is my kick username. So it really is a circle, you know? Heck, heckin' sounds like a Star Wars character that they would mention once, but it would also be vaguely Hispanic. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, go uh, see Heck and Chunkeros. <laughs> You'd be like, I don't have the parts that you need yet. You, you just gave me a great idea for my next Star Wars tabletop RPG character. <laughs> oh my god, Heck Evan. I'm so sorry. Heck and Okay, well enough about Tiramari's yabos, everybody. Um, we're gonna go Please. ahead and get into this. Uh, Steven and Evan, the certified cutthroat cuties, because uh, you were second in choose, well, you, you didn't get to choose the topic here, or at least who you got to uh, represent. We're going to let you choose who goes first. All right. Um, I'm fine with going first with parcel attacks and stuff. Evan, how are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I'm, that, that sounds great. And again, I'm trying. We're trying to I'm trying prove to that sellers of Catan will ruin a party. <laughs> okay and you know we'll, we're ruin, a party, going, we'll we're, ruin a party more than an acoustic guitar you know what i've I, i've got this we're okay. good great all right we're good. fine with going second because parenting teaches you patience so that's right 
Well, uh, here's how we're going to do this for everybody uh, listening right now. Um, you're going to hear some sound effects in a little bit. But before I get to that, here's sort of how it works. Each team will have two minutes to go ahead and make their point. Actually, before I figure this out, Will, are we going with two minutes or a minute and a half here? Two minutes. Excellent. All right. Good. That way we won't be talking over each other here. All right. Each team will have two minutes to make their point. And uh, afterwards, we'll get into a round of one minute long rebuttals where they can either double down on what they have to say or just use it as a, as time to mercilessly uh, destroy the other group with personal ad hominem style attacks. Those are always fun. Um, during the course of the debate, you'll be hearing some sound effects. When a debate starts, you'll hear this. With 10 seconds left, you'll hear this. And when they're done, theoretically, you'll hear this. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. Stephen Koo, Evan Atwood, the certified cutthroat cuties. You're going to be letting us know why the settlers of Catan uh, will ruin a party faster than an acoustic guitar. Let's hear from you in three, two, one. I think it's clear when you look at our opponents that they have not been to any parties. Uh, I would say that. Uh, so don't oh trust anything. They clearly won't know what they're talking about. I look like a guy who's been to parties. I know I'm holding a Pikachu, a ditto wearing a Pikachu outfit, but I've been to parties. And let me tell you, Sellers of Catan is one to four. No, it's two to four players. And maybe if you shout an extra $30, you get the five to six player expansion, but you're only getting six people to play a game. And no one is like an active Sellers of Catan watcher. Like Sellers of Catan is not fun to watch. There's nothing fun about it. So like with a, with an acoustic guitar, you can just walk away and go keep drinking, which is what I do all the time. And that's fine. Sellers of Catan takes up space and yep. it makes everyone have to like, it, it takes up a table that you could be using to like have more party stuff. Like they say, they say that they say that favors. two is a party and three is a crowd, but yeah. three to four players is what you need to play a game of settlers of Catan. You can't yeah, even and, play it with five or six without any of yeah. the expansion sets. Heck yeah, five to 12 you. for the movie edition. Yeah. Oh and like settlers of Catan doesn't like settlers of Catan. I'll say great gateway game. Great game. If you're first starting to play like tabletop games, terrible game to explain to watchers of what the hell's going on you play with any of the expansions seafarers cities and knights all that stuff and it's like oh well you see like what i have to do is i have to trade sheep to get this little building and it doesn't make any sense like with a guitar there's nothing to explain it's yeah that guy just wants attention let's move on and with frankly it's Catan, disgusting yeah. it's 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 all just it's all just talking about your wood and sheep and it's yeah, that and then, and then you have to explain to people why you have to trade sheep, which has never made any sense to me. I don't I would never trade sheep. I love sheep. They're adorable. Thank you. Thank you very much, Stephen and Evan. Uh, leaning on the Stephen would never trade sheep defense. I love that. That's a great I, argument. I brought it up in the Fast and Furious debate, you know, I'm just going to bring it up every time. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Tira Molly, you heard what they had to say. We're going to go ahead and give you two minutes on the clock to argue why an acoustic guitar will ruin a party faster than Settlers of Catan. Let's hear from you in three, two, one. All right. First off, Steven lives in a second story apartment with a giant window, but he still manages to make it look like someone else's basement. All right. Do not tell us. <laughs> <laughs> who is going to what parties, okay? I uh, just touch grass, Steven. Anyway, speaking of Steven, 
Well, speaking of Steven, sorry, go ahead. I'm just segueing to Stephanie, who is more important in this conversation. Stephanie was on the phone with us, and she was telling us about this party that got ruined. And what ruined it? Well, believe it or not, an acoustic guitar. Because and I'm never going to forget. And I believe it. Yeah, I, you know, me too. And, you know, I will never forget what she said to the two of us. She said, Mom and Dad, uh, uh, Papa, Papa Titty. <laughs> uh, Mom and Dad, I... Settling a guitar will ruin a party for a handful of people who will go to play that game. But an acoustic guitar ruins the party for everyone. Yeah. And here's the thing. Settlers of Catan has rules. When a white man pulls out an acoustic guitar, there are no rules, okay? You have only two recourses. Either ignore Wonderwall or wish for death. Wish for death or ignore Wonderwall. Those are your only two options because if you leave, he's going to say, whoa, hey, someone's leaving. And they might do that thing where they drum on the bottom of the guitar, which, let's be honest, is more obnoxious than the playing itself. No, 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 no. Uh, Settlers of Catan is from Germany. The man who brings out a guitar at a party is from Bakersfield, and he will give you chlamydia. Learn from my mistake. Do not bring an acoustic guitar to a party. It's such a bad idea. Oh, man. It, it's it's awful, because you 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 think he's just going to do one. Hunter Mario, you think he's just going to play yeah. one song. And you know, and the guy who brought the guitar to Stephanie's party, mm-hmm. his name... Dylan, probably. Always Dylan. You know? Always Dylan. And you know what? Dylans are going to finger blast you under the weird prayer flags they have hanging in their dorm room. And that's appropriation. And that's also uncomfortable. So maybe think about that next time you think an acoustic guitar doesn't ruin a party. Yeah. Yeah. Thank thank you, Tira Molly. Makes you think. (laughs) Did not think think. the word finger blast was going to be said during this panel, but here we are. And you know what? We're just going to go with it. As a dungeon master, I'm going to yes and that. Inspiration for you, Molly. All right, Stephen and Evan, uh, certified cutthroat cuties, we are going to give you one minute on the clock to make your rebuttal. 60 seconds to either double down or go ham on these two. Let's hear from you in three, two, and one. Well, I just want to say that, uh, as Molly has said, uh, you when someone plays an acoustic guitar, it seduces people. It still works. You might be dumb. You might be in college. You might be inebriated. But somehow you still ended up getting finger blasted by them. And I, let me tell you, you will not get to that base with Sellers of Catan. Sellers of Catan will <laughs> never take you that far. Sellers of Catan is very much a, you know what? I think I need to go home now. Uh, I'll catch you guys later. Uh, Evan, what, what, what do you what say you about? I was going to say you can tell somebody to stop playing a guitar. Have you ever tried to tell people to stop <laughs> playing Settlers of Catan? It's impossible. That's true. Yeah, they'll tell you they got to finish the game, and then it's going to go on for another two hours. <laughs> if you're lucky, if you're yeah. if you're lucky, and you catch them right when they start playing, it's yeah. a game that and- lasts easily the entire night. Yeah, let alone. Played, oh, God forbid you have the Seafarers expansion. Yeah, the people who play this, the guitar, they have the friends that they have, and those friends aren't leaving them. You play Styles of Catan, and you can break a friendship if you trade, if you short stock someone on your brick for sheep ratio. Thank you very much, Stephen and Evan. Certified cutthroat cuties. Oh, boy, I regret all of this. Tira Molly, let's throw it over to you. A minute on the clock to talk about acoustic guitarists, and let's hear from you in three, two, and one. 
I just got to say, Stephen, quick point of order. There is very little seduction involved in finger blasting, okay? It's like not the least romantic thing ever. One minute you're going you're going upstairs to read someone's sketches, and the next minute you're clutching nucks with your nethers. And we don't want that. That's not good. That's not a seductive thing. I would so much rather, I would so much rather be with a Catan player because you know what? They're not afraid of long-term commitment, okay? <laughs> Here, Mari, tell them what you told me. I, what I told you in 70, yeah. I, listen, all right, Pops is part Oh, no. Okay, Pops. No, see? He was pretty wild back in the day. He partied, all right? But I got I to gotta be honest. Sometimes, you know, Pops might not have been the coolest dude at the party, whatever. He's wearing a one-piece shirt, okay? And people were clutching your father's breasts through his shirt the entire time, and he yeah, was that, afraid. I'm, I'm a little more uncomfortable talking about it. Yeah, I'm sorry. But the point is that I would usually be in the corner with people like Steven and Evan hanging out, but but not really partying. But then something amazing happened. Everyone got into the at the same time. Think about this, if you will. Who plays Catan? Smart people. Who plays acoustic guitar? Charles Manson. I think I'm done here. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tier Molly. Very, uh, very passionate argument. It's the there. only guitar player there is. Now, typically what we would do in times like this is we would give it up to the audience to uh, let us know who won. So I'm just going to say this here. Uh, if you think that team uh, guitar won, which was Molly and Tiramari, go ahead and type in guitar in the chat. If uh, you think it was Settlers of Catan, I think that's how you say it. Go ahead and let uh, go ahead and write that in. Uh, Catan. How, how dare you, Tiramari? You can't vote for yourself. <laughs> Let's go ahead. All right. Melinda also, fun says fact, Catan. I think I just realized, uh, Stephen, our our combined name is still either Evan or <laughs> Stefan. It could be Epfin. <laughs> no, it can't. Yeah. Also, I just want to point out. I just want to say, like, fun fact. Uh, me and Tiramari went to the same high school, and when we went to our high school reunion, I told Tiramari, you know, if we really want to make this more like high school, we should just go into the corner and play Yu-Gi-Oh! and not talk to anybody. Ah. <laughs> we <laughs> a little bit. We went into the corner, but then we just drank a lot instead. Yeah, <laughs> and then we <laughs> and, and talked Magic the Gathering strategy, but didn't actually play it in front of anyone. Yeah, exactly, of course. <laughs> cool. Right. I'm looking at the chat right here and removing... The debaters from it, you cheaters. It looks like we're at a tie between what? Catan and Guitar. I feel However, like we should count the finger blast. I was going to say. Oh, there sorry. sorry. There is a, a vote for finger blasting. <laughs> and I almost want to give this to finger blasting. Which isn't. Wait, the, the finger, wait the finger blasting loses? No, right. finger blasting wins because I'm assuming finger yeah. blasting would probably wins end a party at break. ruining a party. Because <laughs> I think we could all yeah. get on board that that ruins the party. Yeah, I, I, I could say if you do that at a party, it's probably considered taboo. Yeah, yeah, especially when you're That's finger fair. blasting somebody's Art. large titties. I'm not going to say who, but it doesn't matter. Uh, sorry, uh, Evan, what was the word you used? For I'm boobs? sorry, what? What was the boob word you used? Heckin' Bon Chonkaros. <laughs> Which sounds like a vampire. I don't know. Yeah. I am Count Hekin Bonchankaro. 
That's my username on my anime forums. Well, I, I, I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and give this one to Finger Blasting. So thank you very much, uh, Tim, for that wonderful vote there. Be the icebreaker, but not, or the tiebreaker, but not in the way that we assumed. Uh, thank you very much, Tier Molly and Certified Cutthroat Cuties. We're going to go move on and introduce the other two teams here as we get into this. Uh, let's see here. All right. <clears throat> uh, your next team involves a a co-producer of a wonderful show called The Mental Health Comedy Hour. He's currently in the middle of writing the She-Hulk biography entitled Barbells and Bar Exams. Give it up for Wonder Dave. <laughs> Hi. Yay. I should go change into my She-Hulk shirt because I'm wearing my Candice LeRae shirt right now. Candice LeRae is She-Ra. Nice. Do it on screen, you coward. Um, I tell you what. Uh, Dave, it's great to have you here. Uh, this is what, our, our third or fourth event with Gen Con now? Uh, we did Gen Con 50 was the first one. So how, what number is this, Gen Con fans? Because that's how many we've done. Well, we've done a virtual event as well. I think this was, what, a year or two ago? Yeah, yeah we've we done, did. We've done We've done Gen Con either virtually or in person. Right. Uh, it's since okay. Gen Con 50. So Many yeah. of us are, are based out here in California way. So uh, uh, it's, it's tough for us, especially in current times, to get over there. But again, we love having you here. Now, Dave, how excited are you about your partner? Oh, I love my partner. Come on. She's she's great. Yes. She's great. I it I feel like is she like a champion or something right now for us? I feel like she's a champion. Is that true? Uh she's a champion of of my girlfriend's heart apparently. Yeah. Um, I'll say that much. Uh she's Nerd Rage's Mother of Dragons and Thirst Trap Extraordinaire. As I mentioned, my girlfriend's favorite comedian here in the Bay Area. Give it up for Becca Henry. Becca. Hey, that's me. How you doing, Becca? <laughs> Oh, you know, just living the dream. Um, I did not dress up tonight, but I do have uh, my dragon skull with me. I what the fuck is that? <laughs> Sorry for the language. I, of course. <laughs> like, honestly, Becca, you could be like, here's the claymore. And I'm like, of course you have a claymore at your house. Why wouldn't you have a claymore at your house? Well, uh, Becca, Dave, we're going to go ahead and uh, go ahead and, and, and reveal our team name. So what are we going with? Oh, we are the uh, Ice Dragon Queens. Hey, very nice. I'm, I'm emotionally unavailable, and Becca is is a dragon queen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the the casualness with which you say she's a dragon queen, and you're emotionally available. Uh, emotionally unavailable. Unavailable. Yeah. yeah. Love yeah. it. Come on, Come on Mark. You yeah, met. Sorry. Me. I know words. I know what I'm doing here. Um, well, you're going up against a very uh, formidable team as well. Uh, some of which, well, in, in case, uh, Dave, you, you know this person very well because she's also the co-producer of the Mental Health Comedy Hour. She's also Nerd Rage's uh, premier Trekkie. So set your phasers to hilarious. Give it up for Cristiano. Christy. Uh. <laughs> What's going on, Christy? How you doing? You're muted. I'm going to say fuck on mic, too. That sucks. Okay. okay. Um, hello, everybody. I'm wearing one of my, like, super niche Star Trek shirts. I just want to show it off. It's from a, a Facebook group. Garrick is love. Garrick is life. Garrick is queer. Um, so, you know, shout out to that Facebook group if they're out there. <laughs> nice. We'll make sure to tag them. Well, uh, Christy, uh, I, I'm. this debate's going to be hilarious because your partner, and I'm going to make sure I give him the proper introduction here. 
Without any uh, exaggeration, everybody, your partner, Christy, is the closest thing in this world that we have to Steve Rogers. He's a, <laughs> He's a protector of the stars and bars. He's America's favorite son, the patriot, the man, the myth, the legend. Dan West. Dan. Everybody, throw up. Salute the man. Pay him his Why respect. are you like this? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm giving you your due props, your mad props, even. Dan, <laughs> everybody, this is Dan West, very funny comedian, uh, based over uh, in uh, in Indianapolis. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit north of Indianapolis. Uh, you and I met at uh, Gen Con uh, about three years ago now. That's right, and we fell in love over our mutual uh, enjoyment of the Space Jam soundtrack. Absolutely, I can think of no better way. I think we challenged each other to do or to rap the Monstars theme on command, and we absolutely did. Oh, yeah. Like we, we started out competing and we ended in love. Right. Absolutely. Well, this is why this debate is going to be uh, incredibly hard for me to watch, because, you know, the four of you, this, this is uh, some of my favorite people in the world. And for you guys to go to battle, it, it breaks my heart a little bit. But uh, this is going to be a very fun debate here. Again, this was uh, let's see. This was suggested by uh, Melanie over here. And she's asking who would win in a Mexican standoff. Not just any stand-up between uh, Nick Cage and Keanu Reeves. Uh, Dan and Christy, uh, only just because I'm a big fan of our armed forces. Uh, Dan, uh, Christy, why don't you go ahead and let us know who you're going to pick? Uh, I, I mean, Christy, are you cool with Nicolas Cage? Yes, I am. Outstanding. Then, yes, it, it, we, we pick Nicolas Cage. Okay, and uh, Ice Dragon Queens, which means you guys have Keanu winning this Mexican standoff. How confident are you in that? Uh, you mean we got the one that we both definitely wanted? Yeah, I feel pretty okay. <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right, well, uh, I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and give you guys a minute to come up with your notes and all that fun stuff here. Um, let's see, let's throw it back over to our, our other team, though. Steven, are you still there? Good. Our, oh, damn it. He's here. Hey, Steven. Hey, I was muting myself because, you know, I'm uh, rude. We, we mentioned this earlier in your intro. Can you just, just give us a quick rundown on The Price is Steven that you can check out every Wednesday night? on? Oh, Twitter? yeah. It's a, uh, it's a show I do every Wednesday where I bring on comedians to guess, uh, and we play prices Right style games for the different things that I impulsively or drunkenly buy. Like, I recently just got a... Mark, are you a fan of Star Wars? Of course. I have... Well, I, I have this Luke Skywalker lightsaber where it's a lightsaber that is literally Luke Skywalker uh, as the lightsaber. And that's the kind of stuff that I bring onto the show. And then I make comedians guess how much did I pay for a Luke Skywalker lightsaber official? It's an official Star Wars Luke Skywalker lightsaber. Okay. And as you saw you know, earlier. Yeah. Sorry, go Has ahead. that been on the show, Stephen? Has it been on the show? Uh, yes, I think it was just on the episode this past Wednesday, but I'm bringing in all sorts of things every week. I drunkenly buy lots of things, and sometimes it is uh, foods like the limited edition Lay's Cheeto-flavored Lay's. They're Lay's, but they're flavored like Cheetos. I would recommend them. They're actually my new favorite chip. That um, sounds inherently wrong to me, but um, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Um, out of curiosity, since that Luke Skywalker lightsaber was indeed on the last episode, let us know how— yeah. or, I, I, this might be fun. Folks in the chat, if you want to go ahead and guess, how much do you think Stephen paid for a lightsaber 
that is fashioned after Luke Skywalker. I like to think that Luke Skywalker made this lightsaber and ooh, twelve ninety nine, close, but you want to go lower. <laughs> Ryan says twenty nine ninety five. Twenty nine ninety five. You have too high of an opinion of Luke Skywalker's skills <laughs> with lightsaber construction. Um, I'll say go lower. Tim says one dollar, Bob. How dare you? How dare you? I would dr- I would drunkenly buy this at any price. Uh, Ryan again has changed. Ryan has changed to four ninety nine plus a free soda, sir. Uh, well, the answer is uh, I paid ten ninety one which is the official price that I paid for this object. And that's basically how my Twitch stream goes, is we run through lots of ridiculous items, and you have to guess how much I paid for them, um, closest you go without going over. We play lots of different prices, right, game style. Prices, mm-hmm. right, style games with them. So, yeah, uh, check out the Twitch. Uh, go ahead. Do you want to put that in the chat? Yeah, right I'll, link it, I'll link it in the chat right now. Yeah, one of my favorite games on the uh, the prices, Stephen, is uh, it's usually the final round. It's called yes. "Does Stephen Own This," and yes. uh, it's basically him putting on or putting on the screen rather uh, an object that you'd imagine people would have. Um, yeah. But would Stephen have it, knowing his predilection for purchasing weird things? Uh, what are what are some of the things that we've had on there? A sewing kit. Yeah, the most controversial one we had was the first episode, actually, where I asked, does Steven own a hammer? And it caused a lot of controversy in the chat of, would a 33-year-old male who lives by himself own a hammer? Why would I own a hammer when I can use the back of a shoe? Who knows? Okay, here's the question. Spoiler for those watching here. Do you own a hammer, Steven? Uh, I didn't at the time of the question, and then someone from my birthday sent me a hammer because they're like, you dude, you need to own a hammer. And I was like, what for? I have the back of a shoe. <laughs> I'm, now I'm curious what kind of shoe you use that would simulate the same power as a hammer, but that's, well, we're that's a great question, Mark. I own the uh, large boots from Nike, the special forces, air force ones. I and don't just care. I don't. That's very hurtful. All right. <laughs> Continue with the debate. The answer is a platform pump. <laughs> let's see uh let's see natalie says hammer duct tape and wd-40 will fix everything wd-40 of course natalie. being my favorite droid in star wars i agreed uh, who needs a uh, hammer when you have a can of wd-40 that you can crank hit a nail with don't do that at home i'm just don't <laughs> no do not do that all <laughs> don't, right don't, don't do that well thank you very much for putting the the link in the twitch here we're gonna throw it over to the ice dragon queens real quick ice dragon queens uh you will let us know who's going first in this Oh, uh, they're going to go first. Oh, hey. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Christy Ono, the new chief science officer on the Enterprise, and Dan West, a.k.a. the Homelander, but the good version. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and throw this over to you. So just like you guys, regular Homelander then, right? Basically, basically, yeah, wrong. just Homelander. What are you talking about? Uh, Dan West and Christy Ono, you are arguing that Nicolas Cage would uh, defeat and, you know, be that kill or whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Melanie said whatever uh, means, you know, they prefer, right? So that's up to y'all. Dan, Christy, uh, talking about Nick Cage beating Keanu Reeves in a fight to the death, presumably. Let's hear from you. Two minutes on the clock in three, two, and one. Keanu Reeves is too kind and too dumb. 
Nicolas Cage is just chaotic, dumb, and that's what we like to see in a Mexican standoff. He is not giving up. He has escaped from the the rock, Alcatraz. He escaped from Alcatraz. He turned John Travolta into himself, and then Nick Cage fought himself as John Travolta as Nick Cage uh, and was triumphant. Everybody wins in face-off. Keanu Reeves is, uh, I don't know, lost in time, lost in the matrix. Again, uh, too busy normalizing, taking care of our own mental health to really participate in the standoff the way we need him to. Uh, Daniel? I I like where Christy led with this because Keanu Reeves, I don't think would fight uh, Nicolas Cage because in his most famous film saga, Keanu Reeves wins by surrendering. He wins the entire fight in the Matrix by giving up and not fighting anymore. Meanwhile, Nicolas Cage wins his fights with biceps and raw sexual energy. Cameron Poe doesn't fuck around. He wears a wife beater. He's got that glorious hair. Keanu Reeves lost a fight to Randall Park in a movie. Meanwhile, Nicolas Cage beat up someone named Billy Bedlam and then killed John Malkovich. Nicolas Cage doesn't fuck around. He's the ghost rider. Keanu Reeves... I mean, I get going on a rampage because someone killed your dog, but as long as Nicolas Cage doesn't kill a dog, which he would never do because he's not a monster. He's stupid, but he is not a monster. He would never kill a dog, so Keanu Reeves would never bring that thunder. Christy, would you like to continue? I'm, I think we're about done. Like He likes Elvis. That's a good dude. That's a dude that's not going to give up. Um, I don't know. Nick Cage is, is just... Go ahead, Christy. Finish that thought. Man, I'm going to hate myself for saying this, but Nick Cage is better than Keanu Reeves. Well, <laughs> all right. Maybe I should have not told you to finish that thought, but that's your opinion, and that's fine. We're going to see what the Ice Dragon Queens have to say to that. Wonder Dave and Becca, we're going to hear from you. Two minutes on the clock to make the case that Keanu Reeves would kill Nicolas Cage in a Mexican standoff. Let's hear from you in three, two, one. <laughs> things first that I cannot let go unaddressed. It will not wait until the rebuttal round, Dan. Uh, Randall Park? Getting beat up by Randall Park is totally respectable, unless, of course, you hate Agent James Wu of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You can suck it, my friend. I'm gonna cram so many dildos down your throat that you will die of dildo suffocation. The only thing you have in common with Homelander is your love of masturbating under the night sky. I hope you fall in a fucking bed of nails and that James Wu comes and steps on your sad, sad flabby chest and eats you alive. Fuck off. Keanu's gonna win. Becca, make some points. Okay, so first of all, I think it's important that we address what a Mexican standoff actually is. According to Wikipedia, which we all know is correct, a Mexican standoff is a confrontation in which no strategy exists that allows any party to achieve victory. Okay, obviously Keanu Reeves knows what that's like. Let's just take a look. First of all, you guys are making a mistake by treating them as their characters. We're talking about Nick Cage and Keanu Reeves, not the characters they've played. Nick Cage was born into the fucking Coppola family. That man was born into money and softness. He doesn't know how to actually fight. Fuck you. Keanu Reeves was abandoned by his father at the age of three. As someone with a complicated relationship with their father, I can tell you that there is a well of rage so deep inside <laughs> of that never stops bubbling over. 
that you can literally win any fight as long as someone brings up your father. So all we have to do is start a really uncomfortable conversation with Keanu Reeves about his father. And he's, I'm sorry, dance. Yeah. You seen Nick Cage recently? He looks like he's been hitting up the Coppola Vineyard way too much. Like it is unhealthy. Alcohol cheeks. That's uh, not a. That's fat. Let, let the man live his life, Becca. Jesus, lay off him. He's not a. He's not a turtle, Becca. Leave him alone. Jesus Christ. For those that don't know, Becca uh, on our show has admitted to killing pet turtles I, with an S. So. It's, it's complicated. Complicated than that. See, we're losing audio from you, and I think it's because the Foot Clan is trying to properly, uh, you know, control their PR because the Shredder done gone crazy today. All right, relax, okay? Oroku Saki. All right. <laughs> <laughs> let's throw it. Let's throw it over to Dan and Christy. You got one minute to make your rebuttal here regarding one Sir Nicholas Cage. Let's hear from you in three, two, and one. I just want to say, wow, look at Dave coming with that chaotic Nick Cage energy, you know, Uh, really making our fucking point. Uh, Anyway, just also wanted to throw out there. Adaptation is a great movie where Nick Cage is a, um, you know, softy. Um, Also, speaking to who they are as people. Come on, Nick Cage. He is a rich, shitty white dude. He's going to fuck up everything. Are you kidding me? He's going to totally ruin Keanu Reeves. I'm like, that's a bummer to say. But if like I had money in this fight, like I'm definitely going to get something from Nick Cage. You don't think that Nicolas Cage would win by describing that he's got nothing to lose? The man that starred in two Ghost Rider movies because he's bought too much comic book shit. He would win the fight because Keanu Reeves doesn't give a shit. Keanu Reeves has plenty to live for. He just doesn't care about any of this. Nicolas Cage would sell tickets to the fight to buy more comic book shit, and then he would go ham. Argument. Also, I think we should all just try to protect Keanu Reeves. You know, yes. like, why He's would you even want fighter. him to fight Nick Cage? Nick Cage is going to kill anybody. That's fair. Nick Cage probably hasn't cleaned under his fingernails in a while, so that's a dangerous thing for Keanu. That's very specific. Thank Staff you, Staff infections. <laughs> All right, Becca, Dave, we've got one minute on the clock here to go ahead and give us your rebuttal. Let's hear from you in three, two, and one. Keanu Reeves is a goddamn delight, okay? He's going to win. He's going to win with charm. He's going to win with savoir-faire. It's a Mexican standoff. One of the skills you have to have is the ability to potentially talk your way out of that shit, as Becca mentioned. And we we have a real charmer on our hands. We have someone who could charm Keanu, Nicolas Cage, and whoever this third person is with a gun to both just shoot Nick Cage. That's <laughs> could happen. Sometimes in a Mexican standoff, there's multiple with the guns. You guys get it. Good. Um, also, the Mexican standoff requires like zen-like concentration. And as Christy mentioned at the beginning, Keanu Reeves is dumb, but Nick Cage is chaotic dumb, which means he's got ADHD. We all know he's got ADHD. He can't hold his attention. He's gonna he's gonna get distracted and shoot something that looked like it might be attacking. I'm telling you, he does not have the focus that it takes. Whereas Keanu Reeves, sitting on a bench, staring at nothing, he was probably sitting there for like four hours. He can just stand there maintaining the tension, but not so far. 
and then nobody's shooting anybody and he default wins yeah right uh dave anything else to add there no (laughs) thank you very much all right uh we heard (laughs) this is the best debate i've ever witnessed i'm so torn says melinda thank you very much no they these folks went pretty hard i'm not gonna lie so this was uh just remember what dan had to say about james Wu. okay come on Randall Park? No, no, it was established that we were talking about the real people and not the roles. Uh, that, that's Becca Cannon. Uh, Doesn't matter either way. Yeah, well, Randall sure. Park is obviously a treasure, so we're still upset. <laughs> he is wonderful. I can't get mad about Randall Park. Okay, so, uh, of course, Melinda from Portland, if I'm not mistaken. She's Again, she said, best debate I've ever witnessed. I'm so torn. Let's see how everybody else feels. Uh, let us know in the chat who you think won this one. Uh Tim says he's voting for Randall Park. Tiramari's voting for a guitar. Uh, oh, Christine <laughs> says yesterday. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. they, they're pouring in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melinda says she's giving it to Nick Cage. Oh, and my office, Jeffrey. The, the, that means I've been here too long. Let me turn the lights back on. Oh, boy. I really hope that Mark has been locked inside his office. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being locked inside like Lucasfilm Studios would be my dream, but... (laughs) So, I'm literally in the dark right now. I actually need to restart like the breaker or whatever. That that sort of... Our lights are on a schedule. Anyway, this is just going to be creepy. Now it's like we're telling ghost stories. So, uh, looking at the chat, we've got some for Nick Cage. Let's see. We've got a lot of Keanu's. We've got... Okay. You know what? That's a sentence that's never been said. (laughs) We're going to go ahead and give this one to Keanu Reeves, Ice Dragon Queens. That was was great. I I think it was the Randall Park thing that did it. I'm not going to lie. Dan, do you think that that was a, uh, you know, was that a risk worth taking for you? Here's the thing. I think there were uh, there were no losers in this debate. Uh, like everyone here is a national treasure just for different reasons. Wonder Dave, I don't need your sass right now. Uh, <laughs> everyone in this debate is national treasure for a different reason. So there, it, it could have gone any direction. Okay. Okay. Let's see here then. Christy, how did you feel? And uh, did Dan let you down, but not because he represents America? <laughs> I mean, I always respect Dan for laying his life on the line for all of the freedoms that we enjoy today. Um, you guys are why I, I drink. Also <laughs> deeply upset that our reunion team for Gen Con has turned exactly the same way as it did the first time. That's Put the down the beer, Dan, and I need you to give me your fucking You're idea. Real what mom. the fuck are you doing? <laughs> all right, we need some mom energy right now. Molly, I'm still disappointed in you, Daniel. <laughs> Yeah. Daniel Western Cheeseburger. I know that's your full name. <laughs> Daniel Western Cheeseburger. Right. Well, the most American name you can have. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, let's see here. So it's about uh, 7.04. I think we've got time for like a really big debate. I, I want to bring all four teams back on here. And um, we're going to do... Snorks versus Smurfs. You know Nobody what? knows what that is. You know what? No, uh, don't. no, Mark, no, Mark. Peepa, we won't. So, Mark, don't do it. If we were to add two more things to Snorks versus Smurfs, I would I Care Bears and Gummy Snork Bears. Is. 
What was that? No, Evan? stop letting the Care Bears and Gummy Bears control the debate. Wait, say that again, Stephen. Stop letting him control the debate. I'm not Nobody letting knows what those are. Internal uh, conflict between all the teams. Someone said Fraggles. Dan said Mark. Fraggles. I actually think that's justifiable. Mark. I I like the Follow gummy bears your being thrown in here. That's the nicest thing Dave's ever said to me. Gummy bears are on Disney Plus. Oh man, cool. Now I can see them at 35 years old, bouncing here and there and everywhere in my spare time. Thank you very much. Their adventures yep. are beyond compare. I they mean, how are. are you going to debate that? I got a so, weirdly small bag of gummy bears that we can eat. This might be a bit of a deep cut, but does anyone remember the pawpaw bears at all? No. No. God. <laughs> also, I, I do remember one. the Noid, Tyler. I do remember the Noid. Oh, the I Noid. The Noid's the noid back, by time. the way. Yeah. I grew up thinking hey, that was a, never like, left. a no, adult Shut problem. Up, you have to like. I was gonna say, yeah. Some some people say the Noid never left. <laughs> okay. Well, I tell you what. Let's. I tell you what. Let's keep this then game related, seeing that this is for Gen Con, <laughs> and we've got. Let's see. Uh, so this is the this is the other game one that we've got. So we've got the Monopoly Man versus Colonel Mustard in a game of operation. First two people in the chat. That's not one of the debaters to name an iconic uh, board game character. We're gonna throw them in there as well. We're, we need two. No, we're not gonna pick Stephanie. Tier Mari, oh, okay. Um, I just want to say that a valid character that a person in the chat could add is Dominic Toretto from the Fast and Furious <laughs> board game. <laughs> also, guess the what boot. they named the Korean character in the Fast and Furious board game? It's Han Sol, S-E-O-U-L-O. Steven, you wouldn't know this because you've only seen Tokyo Drift, but that's Han's actual name. Uh, I had to Wikipedia, and that's his fake ID name. But that's the ID he uses on his ID. <laughs> but who he is is who he is, and in my opinion, he's Han Solo. So <laughs> the Korean character's name is Han Solo. Hey, man, you're laughing way too much for a Korean. I'm, I'm going to use that as an icebreaker from now on. Of you know who my favorite character is, <laughs> Han Solo from <laughs> Fast Come on, come on. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so it. <laughs> I think folks might still be trying to think of some uh, game icons here. So let's throw it. Okay. So, uh, Christy says some character from Candyland. Um, and we've got. Okay. So Molly's even going harder. The mud guy from Candyland. And Evan, uh, beautiful Evan, has uh, opted to throw in the thimble from Monopoly as well. All okay. Right. Thank you. Let's I am it. beautiful. All right. So, all right. Here's what we're going to do, smart guys and girls. Uh, we've got, you know, Evan, you threw out the thimble. And so that's who your team is going to represent here. <laughs> that The thimble Easy. from Monopoly will Easy. do the best in a game of operation. All right. Uh, which means we've got uh, the mud guy from Candyland. Molly, Tira Molly, is that something you'd want to do since you went ahead and suggested it? Yep. All right. Uh, I don't even know. Is there a mud guy or is it a chocolate dude that we're calling the mud guy? Uh, hold on. Well, so the chocolate is mud in Candyland, right? Like everything is made out of candy. So. And his name is Gloppy, so put some respect on it. Yeah, Mark. Gloppy. Let me write that down. Gloppy. Uh, which leaves us then with the original. We've got uh, the Monopoly Man, who I, again, Monopoly Man. God, I love having a computer right here. So real name is uh 
is it really Mr. Monopoly? I thought, oh, Rich Uncle Pennybags. Yeah, he's the mascot. So uh, between the two other teams, Ice Dragon Queens and um, let's see here. Oh, uh, Dan and Christy, who, let's ask you, who would you want to pick between Colonel Mustard and Rich Uncle Pennybags? Colonel Mustard. I mean, I was going to say Colonel Mustard, but now it okay. just sounds like I'm stealing from Becca. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Rich Uncle Pennybags, which means that um, we've got. Oh, wait, no, you said Colonel Mustard. Sorry, Christy, right? So, Becca and Dave, would you guys be all right with Rich Uncle Pennybags then? It's the option. Let's do this. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So, usually with these big debates, we're each going to give the team only one minute to make their case, and then another minute for the rebuttal, which means their fire needs to come, to quote one Dom Toretto, fast and furiously. I'm he never says sure. that in the movie. He never says the one that. Movie, the one movie I watched, he never says that. He well, he wasn't in it until the very end, Steven. You would <laughs> yeah. know that if you watch Tokyo Drift at the very end. I think it was past the credits, I think. Yeah. It is. Is it? All right, excellent. All right, well, I tell you what, then. We're going to go ahead and start with Steven and Evan, they are going to argue that the thimble from Monopoly would play or would do the best at a game of operation. Let's not confuse anybody here. We're not saying that the thimble would do surgery the best. It's would the thimble do the best at a game of operation? Can we agree on that? Absolutely. Yes. There we go. Also, Evan, this is your fault. <laughs> immense confidence from Evan Atwood and Stephen Koo, yes. the certified cutthroat cuties, as I'm still sitting here in the dark. Stephen, Evan, we're going to give you one minute on the clock to make your case. Let's hear from you in three, two, and one. So as everyone knows, the most important things that you need when performing surgery are sterility and uh, dexterity. The thimble provides both. By being an inorganic object, it's not going to be capable of transmitting any disease. And being the only piece uh, in a game of Monopoly that you can put on your finger, you're free with the, the, the most dexterity possible to yeah. uh, get those tweezers in and, uh, and yeah. you know, get, and get that butterfly out of that tummy. Yeah, let's talk about the obvious here. Who do you want committing surgery on you in operation because you've got something that's made out of gloop who's name literally named gloopy and has no dexterity whatsoever and it's probably just going to eat the tweezers you've got colonel mustard who's wearing a monocle which uh is not ideal for committing surgery with uh and he's and got the shakes from monopoly the war. man uh monopoly man believes in monopolies and is in his financial interest to not provide the best health care to you so I just want you to take that into consideration. Thank you very much. I just want to give a shout out to Tim here for pointing out that Stephen has used the term commit surgery throughout his entire argument. So I don't I have an English degree. I don't know how <laughs> surgery works. You think or I can how words surgery? work. It's a you performance. It's a performance check. To know how to, to This is Gen Con. It's a performance it? check. Sorry. Sorry. That's I fair. Add your charisma modifier. Surgery. 
Sorry, All I right. meant that they can't surgery you as good as other surgers. Okay. You mean they can't surgery you as well as other surgers? God damn it. <laughs> yes, you're right. Thank you. For Molly. the record, Stephen got a uh, got a C average during his time in college for that English degree. So I told good. you that in confidence. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw it over now to Tira Molly, who are going to let us know why gloppy, not gloopy, right? It is gloppy. Why Gloppy uh, would do the best at a game of operation. Let's hear from them. One minute on the clock in three, two, and one. So Gloppy, first of all, uh, delightful character. Um, his his ever-changing shape makes him very prehensile. He can finagle all of the tools in whatever way he wants. He can use a little glop just to stick it on the little tweezers and get precision. I mean, like, listen, the Operation board game literally works by the tweezers touching the metal edges of the cutouts and then it creates mm-hmm. a circuit. So a metal thimble? Uh-uh. Immediately, okay? Come on. Into this. Uh, Get your head Uncle, out of your ass. Uncle Rich Moneybags, eat the rich. I had nothing else to say. <laughs> and I know Christy hates defending yet another rich person on this debate. So uh, I'm enjoying that. Who was the last one? I guess I don't care. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, well, I have lots of things to say. Thank you for telling me. Um, so here's the thing. If you play Candyland, when you go past Gloppy, you get stuck. So who has spent years knowing about stuck things more than Gloppy? So he's an expert in stuck things. Therefore, he'd be an expert in getting stuff out in Monopoly. Um, uh, also, chocolate is good for your heart, which means this mound of melted chocolate is basically a board-certified cardiologist. <laughs> Also, he knows about the money part of operation, which everybody forgets. Don't forget. Right. Thank you very much. Let's uh, throw it over now to, I think we have uh, Dan and Christy. We're going to hear from you one minute on the clock to talk. Colonel Mustard, let's hear from you in three, two, and one. So you don't think that an expert marksman with a GI Bill education in med school would be great at operation. Let me hit you with some knowledge. When you go downrange, Mark, that's what's called when you deploy to Iraq. When wow. you go downrange, when you're not working, you sit around a lot. And what do you do when you're sitting around? You play board games. So even when Colonel Mustard was not in his MASH unit working with Hawkeye, working with Trapper John. Even when he wasn't doing that, he was also playing Operation, honing his skills. Colonel Mustard didn't come to fuck around. He's ready to go. He's gonna win the day. Christy, you're up. I mean, it was already said, a thimble is metal. It's gonna set off the edges. You're not gonna be able to grip the tweezers with a thimble on your finger. What are you doing? Get out of here. Gloppy, Gloppy is sloppy and will ruin the game for everybody. It's gonna be chocolate poo-poo all over the place. Um, and Mr. Pennybags is a dirty, dirty capitalist and would never give you health care in order to afford surgery. <laughs> and can I just say one more thing? Yes. How dare you try and attack Colonel Mustard, fresh off the 20th anniversary of 9-11, this man <laughs> yeah, died for your freedom. For Lest we forget. <laughs> Done. <laughs> well, Christy, if you listen to the show, everybody, Christy Ono likes to give Dan a hard time for being in the military. 
often using mocking tones to say stuff like thank you for your service how do you feel about stolen valor you know what was it like out there over it's over weird there. to pronounce your name as christy <laughs> i'm sorry i think i got us confused we all look alike so it's one of these things where you know um i can say that right <laughs> Is it weird if I say <laughs> Hey, let's throw it over to two white people. Becca, Dave, the Ice Dragon Queens. Let's hear from you talk, <laughs> talking rich Uncle Petty Bags, being the best at uh, at a game of operation in three, two, and one. Okay. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, Colonel Mustard, uh, shaky alcoholic hands, okay, from the war. He's traumatized. Nope, shaky, 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 shaky. That's it. Yeah, no. You're not Colonel Mustard, Dan. You're an American hero, as we have established. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's Colonel Honey Mustard. Aww. Colonel Honey Pot is what he is. Um, uh, a thimble, as has been stated, it's a thimble. Uh, gloppy, you get you get Choco Choco all over your board game. Ruins a board game forever. And these people, these people at this show tonight, they're at Gen Con. They have a limited board game budget. They cannot be bothered with gloppy. No, 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 my friends. There is one answer. A cartoon man with fingers. Nicely drawn cartoon, clean fingers. Loop. Uh, yeah, also, uh, according to Wiki fandom for Clue, Colonel Mustard was a great white hunter and a colonial imperialist. So fuck you guys. He was the worst. He was like the ancestor of all... Of those right. like parent dudes who were so rich that they had all the time in the world and all of the money to go to medical school, so he would do the best at performing operation. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Okay, Becca, real quick, just for clarification, because I'm too lazy to check the wiki. When you said what you said about Colonel Mustard, I just want to clarify: is he a great white hunter, or was he a hunter of great whites like sharks? Because <laughs> that's very important. Great white hunter. It was um, a literary. Neither term. are acceptable. Big game European or North American background who plied their trade in Africa. It was a term. It's an historical term. A great white hunter. Got it. Okay. Got it. All right. Well, uh, guys, we're almost uh, we're almost there towards the end of this. We got it's cut. Or, sorry, let me try that again. It's time for rebuttals. So let's throw it over to Evan and Stephen uh, talking about that thimble. You heard what everybody had to say. Kill them, you two. Let's hear from you in three, two, and one. All right. So right off the bat, uh, you're think uh, Tiramari. You're thinking of the Martian Manhunter doing shape shifting surgery. Gloppy is also clearly milk chocolate, not dark chocolate, which is good for your heart. Not only was Colonel Mustard a hunter of endangered species, he was also, if you read the wiki, a war profiteer and committed treason. Rich Uncle Uncle Moneybags is also bound to profit more from your suffering and a terrible surgery and follow-up surgeries than a thimble that really just wants the best for you all. Yeah, thank you very much, Evan. The thimble has your best interest because the thimble does not understand the uh, the the, di the the dynamics of morality. The thimble that your is other there to protect have. you. 
Thank you very That's much. That's what yeah. it's designed uh, for. Colonel Mustard, are you really going to trust your surgery? Like you have to step into surgery and you're going to trust the guy who thought a candlestick was a good weapon to be your surgeon? I don't think so. You're going to trust the guy who is made of literal chocolate and is going to melt under the lamps to be your surgeon? I don't think so. You're going to trust the guy who's going to charge you $560 to stay at a hotel near Baltic Avenue? I don't think so. The thimble is just. The thimble knows all, and the thimble has your best interest in mind. Thank you very Everybody, much. Everybody, trust the man holding a magic carp in his hand for no reason. Let's throw it over to uh, Tiramali now, and uh, let's see. They're talking gloppy. One minute on the clock in three, two, and one. Real quick, the thimble is from a time where operation was like biting down on a rag, drinking a bunch of whiskey, and having someone saw your leg off. So Dan gets it. He, he was a manager. But like, it, it's, it's just one of those things where I don't think they'd be really able to do a modern operation. Uh, Colonel Mustard is probably the kind of guy who uh, has people call him Colonel, and I don't like that kind of arrogance. You know, they're not humble like Dan. It's almost like Dan doesn't want us to think of most service. I don't know. And uh, Uncle Moneybag is still rich. <laughs> Eat the rich. And I'll tell you one thing about Uncle Moneybags. Dave made the point that he has real human fingers. You know who else famously had real human fingers who I would not want to perform surgery on me? Charles Manson, who also, may I remind you, played the acoustic guitar. So I'm going to say it right now. Men with fingers, sus. Extremely sus. If we've learned nothing from this debate, don't trust men with fingers because once again, need I remind you, knuck deep in nethers. All right, to my next point. Uh, Evan, I am furious at the colorism that you just spouted. I'm furious at the anti-body positivity you just spouted. I think that Gloppy is a full-figured, zaftic, proud milk chocolate being. And you should put some respect on that damn name, okay? All right. Also, you, you have fingers, so who can trust you? <laughs> thank you. One of which is blurred right now. Okay, no, mm. it's not anymore. All right. How do we know it's not a penis? <laughs> yeah, I can tell it's you it, it didn't taste it's like one. Um, Molly, uh, that was weird. <laughs> um, He's not let's wrong. Throw it over. Let's throw it over to Christy and Dan here, who I think I completely missed this. It took me an hour and a half to figure this out. We didn't say your team name, and I think it I was. I was hoping no one would notice. The team name was the real Stephen Koo and Evan Atwood, which <laughs> uh, in this no, case. No, no, no. Oh. It was the real Stephen Koo and Evan Atwood, colon, the realist cutthroat cuties. Oh, And that's wow. the full name. Even more. How dare you? And then per- How dare parenthetically you? certified. Got it. Done. Oh, God. Done, done, done. All right. Well, uh, Christy, Dan, we're talking um, uh, Colonel Mustard. One minute on the clock to make a rebuttal against these jerks. Let's hear from you. Three, two, and one. I would like. I would like to point out that Shortly before this debate began, Mark did clarify we're talking about a board game. So the previous two teams that were deep in their argument about who you want to do surgery on you are irrelevant and, dare I say, stupid faces. Uh, Real real big, dumb, stupid faces. Uh, I'm sorry for the language, but I stand by what I said. As far as playing a game of operation, I would never want to play a game of operation against rich Uncle Moneybags. He's a, he's, a, he's a rich dude. He's a real rich dude, which means he's not used to losing. So as soon as he starts to lose, he's flipping the board. He's flipping the board. Colonel Mustard, flawed, yes, but he's committed to doing the best that he can for himself and his family, so he's going to play a great game with his kids. Christy. 
Um, I really gotta just admit that I didn't think we were gonna have rebuttals this round, so kind of blew my load up front. Um, I will just say that none of these are great. None of these characters are great. Operation. Operation's a terrible game, and we shouldn't be playing it at all. But if we were going to at least go with human beings who probably have some good dexterity, like a colonel. Got it. I feel you. I, feel I hate you all that. of this. Okay. Thank, thank you for your honesty, Christy. And Dan, thank you for being you. Dave, Becca, Ice Dragon Queens, let's hear from you. Last shot here. Three, two, and one. Listen to them. Trying to defend a war profiteer. <laughs> An original thought I had all on my own. Um, what? What? <laughs> What? What is happening in operation? Okay, here's here's what's happening. It's not legitimate surgery. It's not the surgery and medical care we know in capitalism now. It is some future capitalism shit, where rich people are just paying to take people's broken hearts, butterflies in stomach, water on the knee, bread basket, funny bone, Adam's apple wishbone they're just poking around in some probably poor bum's body and that that's the world of rich uncle pennybags don't have anything to add he said it perfectly all right becca seems like we're dropping the mic there um let's go ahead yep there we go uh again this is about a board game dan says uh, let's be honest, I don't think really anyone wins in this. Um, however, if I did have to pick a winner, I would have to say that our wonderful audience wins for dealing with us and our crazy chaos here on this show. Uh, guys, give it up for, for yourselves and for all the debaters that we've had here. Uh, we had a lot of fun. It is just about time for us to end this panel here. You guys ended just the right time. Um Check us out, nerdragepodcast.com, or you can, uh, well, yeah, on all the podcatchers out there, our uh, social media, you can check us out at nerdragetgd. Um, we've got, oh, we've got folks who are saying that Gloppy is the, the winner here. We got hashtag Team Finger Blast uh, in there. Jesus um, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of love. There's a lot of love out there. Uh, I but- consider all votes for Gloppy Finger Blasting to belong to me. And my beautiful, big-breasted husband. (laughs) So again, give it up for your debaters. Give it up for yourselves. Joining us from all over. We saw Ontario, New York, upstate New York, uh, Austin, Texas. uh, Folks, I'm sure, from from Indianapolis as well, from from California. Guys, thank you very much for joining us. We'd love to come back, hopefully, when, uh, you know, normalcy comes back. Uh, But we'd love to join you again live over at Gen Con. That's going to be it from us here on Nerd Rage to Great Debates. Thank you very much. And thank you, Dan.